I'd like to welcome you all to the Department of Defense Bloggers Roundtable for Wednesday, May 22nd, 2013. My name again is William Selby with the Office of the Secretary of Defense Public Affairs, and I'll be moderating the call today. We are honored to have as our guest, Department of Defense Education Activity Director Marley Fitzgerald, to discuss the impacts of furlough on DODIA. A note to everybody on the line, in case you have never been on a call like this before, please remember to clearly state your name and organization in advance of your question. Please keep your phone on mute if you are not asking a question, and please keep your questions succinct and to the point. We're going to go ahead and take questions in order of who, uh, how you join the call, which I've written everybody's name down in, in order that you joined. And uh, with that, we, we can go ahead to Ms. Marley Fitzgerald for her opening statement. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Um, I wanted to just express um, a few, uh, you know, making some opening comments here, um, and among them are the the fact that um, that I join the Secretary of Defense in expressing deep regret that any furlough action is necessary at all. Uh, we certainly don't underestimate the great financial and emotional strain that a furlough action places on all our employees, and the additional strain that it places on our students and their educational program. And so I wanted to ensure that, um, that you all had an overall understanding that, um, that we have been committed in all that we have done here at DODIA to ensure that we focus our efforts on mitigating the impact of sequestration and furloughs on our students. Educating students, teaching and learning, that's our business. And so um, any effort that we've made uh, has been dedicated to to that guiding principle of minimizing the impact on our children. And through this process, as we plan with the Department of Defense leaders, our goal was to preserve the accreditation of our schools, ensure that we provide a full academic year of credit for our children, and again, to ensure a quality education for all of our children. And so uh, with those opening statements in mind, I'll open it up and be happy to take questions from everyone. Thank you very much, ma'am. Jamie Lynn Smith, you were first on the line. I have no questions at this time. Roger that. Vanita Jenkins? Yes, um, Vanita Jenkins, Fayetteville Observer. Um, has any decisions uh, been made so far regarding uh, furloughs? I attended the last um, uh, school board meeting at Fort Bragg, and there were still a lot of questions about whether there will be any and what impact they will have at the schools on Fort Bragg. Yes, um, there have been some decisions made. Uh, the Secretary announced um, on May 14th that um, our school-level employees, so this would be our nine-month employees who are largely uh, comprised of teachers, they will be taking an up to five-day furlough. That's different than it is for other DODIA employees who are not serving at the school level or who are 12-month employees at the school level, and then folks above the school level like myself, superintendents, um, and other support personnel. We will be taking up to 11 furlough days. So the five days, the up to five days at the school level will, will occur not before September. Okay. So for our parents and for those who are in who want to ensure that, that everyone gets the right message. School is going to open on time, and I would follow their school calendars that are posted on each school's website. And uh, the furlough days will be taken largely and almost exclusively in the month of September. Now, the actual dates of those furloughs probably have not been announced in every school, and some they have been. Not sure about your community in particular, 
but a good place to look for information about the exact dates of the furlough would be your school's website. Okay. And certainly we'll be posting it on the DODEA website, and you can link to it from there as well. Thank you. And uh, Tom Goring, you're next. Uh, yes, ma'am. Thank you very much for the opportunity. My name is Tom Goring. I'm with Navy Cyberspace or NavyCS.com. Um, I have actually two questions. How much of the DODEA's budget goes for the schools that are located CONUS? Um, and then secondly, are there any studies underway to perhaps close some of the CONUS schools uh, where it makes sense to do so? Uh, take Fort Rutger as an example. It, I think it opened over 50 years ago. And now, within a 10-mile radius of the school, there is no less than 10 elementary schools available for students to attend. Um, does it make sense to possibly look at how our structure is in the U.S. and perhaps reduce the number of schools that we have that DOD is in charge of and turn it over to the public school systems that are now sprouting up from the cities around the bases that didn't exist back when we built the schools? Thank you. Sure. Um, to answer your first question, about 30 percent of our budget is dedicated to educating children in the uh, Department of Defense domestic dependent elementary and secondary schools. And um, to answer your second question about have we looked to these schools as a potential area of cost savings for the department. And I'd like to say that the department periodically through its history, in fact, I think I've been part of four different studies uh, in DODEA, has looked to determining the, um, whether there is a more cost-effective way of educating children here in the United States. And um, the most recent study was done about 10 years ago. So certainly this, this comes up as an area of potential focus and study. And, uh, and I suspect that as we move forward, I have to tell you, there'll be no area of the DODEA budget that will be left unscrutinized. And so we will be scrutinizing all efforts. But at the moment, our efforts are focused on providing a quality education in all of the schools. Any decision that the department makes about whether to continue investing in the education of children in locations overseas or locations stateside are driven by many factors, and financial considerations are just among them. We have a DOD mission to support. Certainly, we're going to look at um, any impact that these decisions have on our military mission, on the impact on our families. Um, impact on the local education agencies and so on. So there'll be a lot of factors that would be considered, but I, I have to tell you that every area of our budget is being examined to ensure that we're, we are dedicating our resources in these very, very difficult times in supporting the education of our children today. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. And Adrian Anderson? Uh, hi, I'm Adrian Anderson with the Bayonet and Sabre at Fort Benning. Um, besides, uh, excuse me, let me back up. Will the, I guess, the furlough days uh, affect clubs and sports activities in, in some way? They shouldn't if they occur after school. Okay. So on a furlough day, teachers cannot be present in school. In fact, it's illegal for teachers to work. It's illegal for any employee to work during a furlough day. But the after-school activities, whether they're sporting events or co-curricular activities like a math club or a homework club, they're fine and they can continue, again, as long as they continue to start after the normal school day. All right, thank you. Thank you, and on to Chuck Simmons. Yes, Chuck Simmons from America's North Shore Journal. Uh, how many employees fall into the nine-month category 
uh, and how many uh, are um, in other categories? We have about 11,000 employees in the nine-month category, and then the remaining um, oh, 7,000 or 8,000 employees would be our 11 and 12-month employees. Okay, thank you. Amy Bouchatz. Hi, yes, this is Amy Bouchatz with Military.com. Um, I was hoping that, uh, first of all, you could give us some specific examples of schools who have already announced their furlough days. Um, I'm, I'm kind of sitting here uh, while I'm listening, clicking through some of the calendars on the DODIA website for individual schools, and I'm, you know, unable to find any that have furlough days right. on the calendar. So I was hoping you could give me some examples. Um, I don't think I can. I think it's a bit premature at the moment. We just we just delivered the furlough notices, the advance notices of proposed furlough to our employees beginning on Tuesday. Uh, and so um, I think what you will see now is our principals working with our teachers, our communities, include our families and our commands to select the days that provide the least disruption to the educational program. My sense is that they all have some general idea of what those days are, and they're just now coordinating that. I think the soonest that you can expect that to be up on the website would probably be sometime next week. Okay, um, and um, I was wondering um, if you could tell us whether or not these furlough days will be made up. And uh, I, I know, for example, the school system has snow days. Um, that they've scheduled in the calendar that may or may not um, be school days dependent on weather. Will they be taking any of those days to make up for the furlough days at the end of the school year? I, the, well, let's hope there are no snow days because that will certainly help minimize the academic disruption and the loss of these additional five days. So I'm all hoping and hope you do join me too in ensuring that we have no weather-related days off. We don't need any more days off next school year uh, unexpectedly. Um, the, um, the schedule is that by our, by our accreditation agency that we have 183 days that are scheduled for instruction. And um, we we must be in class a minimum of 175 minimum of 175 days. So what you can expect is that this these five days of instructional loss that will occur in the month of September, our teachers will help mitigate that instructional loss at every opportunity they have with our children. So on any regularly scheduled day, you can expect our teachers to weave in the, uh, the extra academic support and instruction that's required to help our children minimize the loss of instruction because of a furlough day. And that would occur on every single day that we are in school. And we will need the full school year to ensure that that happens. Thank you. And on to uh, Steve Beardsley. Yeah, hi, Steve Beardsley from Stars and Stripes. Um, when we say up to five furlough days, will there be exemptions on a case-by-case -case, uh, basis? That is, would uh, some teachers maybe face three, some face five? Uh, or is it possible that the five-day the five -day figure could uh, be dropped altogether even lower, or that it could even be, I guess, uh, no days uh, down the line? The, the department, the, the, as you point out, these furlough days are, are proposed, and teachers and all personnel in DODIA, as well as throughout the department, will be given advance notice of the proposed furloughs, and the employees will be given an opportunity to reply and to present 
any issues that they believe um, should be considered in deciding whether or not to take a furlough. Um, so the deciding officials will have the opportunity to look at individual cases and be able to consider what the employee says vis-a-vis -vis the, the mission that must be performed and make decisions about um, uh, the furlough, whether that is the number of hours that somebody might take or the actual number of days. So uh, I think it's pretty, it's possible, you know, to answer your mm -hmm. question, it's possible because the deciding officials will have that authority to execute the full range of options uh, with respect to providing for relief. But again, I want to highlight that that's an individual employee cases. Do you know what they'll be looking for exactly or what, what types of cases might merit uh, an exemption? No, I don't, and I would hesitate to, to speak about that because I mean, it would unnecessarily I influence mm -hmm. you know, a deciding official's decision, so it will be up to them. Okay. Uh, one, one question real quick. Um, uh, do you have a figure on how much money the, the potential five-day furloughs would, um, would save uh, DOD? Well, if you hang on, I have somebody here who will go verify it. I think I have that number, but I don't want to um, to give it to you and be wrong. But somebody sure. just popped out of the room. You heard the door close. So stand by, and we'll get back to you with that answer. Okay. Ma'am, this is Leslie Holrod. If we can't get that during this call, Mr. Selby can help us get it to all those on the call. Okay. I'm also sorry to interrupt you guys, but a reporter has just contacted me that she cannot get into the call with an outlet that's not represented. So I need somebody to, a, a couple of people, to knock off the call, please. Okay. Those who are redundant. Okay, DoDia employees who are on the line, can we ask you to drop off other than those who are in the room with me? Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Okay, so we can, uh, let's move on to Linda Curtis. Did you have a question? None at this time, thank you. Roger that. And Anna Maria? Yes, thank you. I have a question kind of extending this, um, are there any recommendations or has there been any thought to offering recommendations for parents who may have child care issues on the furlough days in September? Or is there an opportunity to partner with some of the on-base um, child care services to allow for parents to access child care just on those days? That's a great question. Uh, certainly, I think in each of our communities, um, our principals, um, will help our families look for opportunities to, um, to provide care for the children. I think they'll be a valuable resource because they know the communities well and they probably understand where these, um, these, these child care opportunities may occur. If, you're if a parent is accustomed to using the one on base, the one, the DOD child care center, they, those, school, those uh, child care centers, I'm sorry, are going to be open during um, this furlough period. Um, the secretary has excluded them from the furlough uh, days. So on base, I don't think you'll have any problem continuing there. It's just a question of trying to make arrangements and partnering outside the gates. So um, uh, I think you can find our current child care centers to be resources too. They probably, at the head of those child development centers, probably know of, of opportunities for, for families. Um, and certainly, um, I will raise this to our principals and see if they can be provided, um, you know, be a resource for our for our families. Thank you. And Nandis, did you have a question? No, I don't have any questions at this time. 
Molly Blake. Hi, thanks so much. Um, I guess my question um, is, what were the other alternatives to furloughs? Were there any other options presented besides furloughs, um, such as facilities or, I mean, in addition to that? But I guess, I guess my question is, how come it's come down to um, our students losing valuable education time? And I don't mean to be antagonistic. I'm just... Oh, absolutely. And ma'am, before you get going, I'm sorry to interrupt you. This is Leslie Holride. Ma'am, the, the caller who just asked that question, I would encourage you also to, to take a look at a transcript on our website from May the 14th. There were two senior defense officials who conducted a background briefing who explained, um, I think, in, to some degree what you're asking on how the department kind of arrived at this. Obviously, as Ms. Fitzgerald said, we, we wanted to not to do furloughs and have taken steps as a department to try to mitigate furloughs. So I'm sorry to interrupt Ms. Fitzgerald, and I know you want to address that, but I would also encourage you to take a look um, at what those senior defense officials said. Thank you, ma'am. And I think if you would, thank you, Leslie, and I appreciate directing the, the, um, the reporter to that website because I was actually going to, to, to refer to the Secretary's letter of March 14th, and, this tran and this, the transcript may reflect some of his remarks in that regard. Um, I think it's clear from this letter that the Department considered every possible avenue before it decided to furlough anyone, including our teachers. And I think the fact that um, there are a couple things that come to mind. One, we have a wartime mission to support, and we need to ensure that our troops have all the resources they need to conduct their, their important mission. And so funding had to be, you know, secured through other, other organizations and other entities within the department. And our budgets um, and, and the opportunities were just limited in the fact that we had so few months in which to take these furloughs. Again, that was another, uh, the timing of all of this exacerbated the, uh, the financial situation for the department. The secretary does acknowledge that every account was looked at from repairing maintenance went down to absolute minimum um, necessary to, um, to ensure the safe operation of our facilities and many other accounts were looked at and scrutinized carefully before this decision uh, was made. And I think it came to it uh, with great regret in having to, to um, furlough anyone, including, I know, the, the teachers. I think, again, the department's decision about the fewer number of furlough days for our nine-month employees recognizes two things. One, the severe crisis that this is, because the department has always placed a high value on education, including the education of our children. They looked at this as an investment and not as an expense, and they, they continued to ensure that the DoDEA schools specifically were funded sufficiently to perform their mission in an extraordinary way and provide an extraordinary education to our children. So um, I think it was the, re, the fact that they even had to do it all, I think, is, is, is make some statement about how difficult the financial situation is for the department. And secondly, I think it recognizes how important they believe the education of our children is because we are taking a reduced number of furlough days. Every effort was made to ensure that we would not risk accreditation of our schools, that our children had a full school year of academic credit, and that the testing schedules and all the AP exams and all those kinds of things were, um, were able to take place, um, notwithstanding, the, again, the, the budgetary shortfalls. Thank you very much, ma'am. Somebody else join the call? 
Yes, this is Joy Rasmovitz with the Huffington Post. Okay, thank you, Joy. We'll come around to you to get your question in just a few minute, moments. Sure. Uh, Jen Hatson. Oh, she dropped off, I believe. Okay. and uh, uh, Maybe I could use her time to get back to our reporter's question about, about how much money um, is um, is saved by furloughing DODIA nine-month employees. And it's about mm -hmm. between, I'm, I'm sorry, um, DODIA-wide employees. I think the question was on teachers. Yeah, we, didn't we didn't have it broken down by that yet. Well, I could get to you that all of DODIA employees, it's about 23 uh, to $23 million, um, and I don't have readily available just the teachers. We'll calculate that and send that forward. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And uh, Karen, are you still on the line? Yes. Um, most of my questions have been answered, but I did have one sort of down-in-the-weeds question. Aren't some, don't, don't some teachers choose to be paid on a 12-month basis rather than a 9-month basis? Yes, they do. In fact, the majority of our employees elect to have their pay spread over a 12-month period rather than the nine-month period. But the fact that their pay is spread over that period of time doesn't mean that they're actually employed. Right. So in the case uh, where an employee elects to have their pay spread, they get small, you know, they get a fewer um, dollars in their paycheck per week or pay, per pay period, but it's spread out over a longer period of time. How do you ensure equity between the, the teachers who get paid on a nine-month basis and the teachers who get paid on a 12-month basis with the furloughs? Well, the equity is the same. They, regardless of how their pay is spread, they all will take up to five um, days of instructional loss, and that loss is calculated at their daily rate of pay. Okay. So it's the daily? So be, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Joy, you can go ahead and ask your question. Oh, I'm just here to listen because I wasn't able to get on earlier, so I don't want to ask something that was asked. I guess is there anything, not not to waste everybody else's time, but is there anything that you said that you think is most important that I should make sure to know? Well, that I, I think if I, and, and perhaps it's, it's certainly worth, uh, I think, repeating here that um, that the entire DOD leadership, and uh, including the secretary himself, deeply regrets that a furlough is necessary for any employee, including our teachers. And we certainly understand the um, the impact, the negative impact it has on our morale and our mission. And every effort is being made at all levels in the department. I can certainly speak to that. That will help minimize the um, impact on our students. And uh, as I said to our others, other reporters, teaching and learning is our business, and we are going to do everything we can to minimize the impact for our students. That is our focus. That is our primary goal, and that's going to occur at every position in DODI and every level of the organization. All efforts are being dedicated to ensuring that, that again, that there is minimal impact for our students. And then the other thing that perhaps you might have missed is that to visit our website, both the DODIA website and each individual school website, um, if you want to know about the exact dates of furlough. But the DODIA website is pretty comprehensive, and it will provide updates regularly on um, it, around the furlough and other budgetary matters that might be related to it. And the individual uh, school sites will have the exact days of, of a furlough. 
but in all cases, no furlough days at the school level for our students and our for our teachers would occur before September. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, Joy, also, just so you know, that I will have uh, an audio file of this full oh, great. roundtable uh, later on today that will be up on our blog, so I'll shoot you that email with that Thanks. link. Thanks. My pleasure. Um, ma'am, we did receive a question via email from Brittany Friedman, and uh, she would like to know how furloughs and budget cuts will affect sports programs at Fort Campbell schools. She uh, had heard some sports are being canceled altogether. Can you comment on that? Um, I don't know specifically at Fort Campbell. I, there may be some rescheduling that has to be done in September if there is a sporting event on a day of a furlough. But our principals are trying to select days to avoid that. And the practicing and any events that occur, they generally occur after the school day. And even on a furlough day, the outside of school activities, such as a sporting event or a practice or a co-curricular activity like a math club or homework club, they all can continue as long as they don't occur during the school day, which is when the teachers um, and coaches might be furloughed. But I'd be happy to look into the Fort Campbell situation for you. Fort Campbell has not posted its days yet. Right so, um, but we can confirm that for you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Now, we're going to go back around to everybody again, uh, but before we do so, was there anybody that's on the call that has not had the chance to an uh, ask a question that would like to? Okay. Well, Mr. Selby, I'm sorry. This is Leslie Holrod. I'm sorry to interrupt. Before we go back around the horn, um, Ms. Fitzgerald, the um, Dayton Daily News submitted a question via email. Okay. If, if I can pose that, please, ma'am. He writes, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base has a highly popular star-based program that has educated thousands of fifth graders over the years on STEM topics. Recently, local officials were concerned the program will be eliminated because Department of Defense funding ends this fiscal year. Can you address whether the Department of Defense will continue to fund Starbase in fiscal 2014 or whether the program will be canceled at Wright-Patterson and other bases across the country? This is submitted, ma'am, by Mr. Barry Barber with the Dayton Daily News. Okay. I can't really speak to it because DODIA doesn't operate the Starbase program. I can certainly offer to get him information about it, and we'll be happy to do that. Well, if you have information, if you would just please get it to Mr. Selby. He can get it to Mr. Barry and the others on the call. I will do that. Thank you, ma'am. And uh, back around to Vanita. I have no other questions. Roger that. Tom? Oh, thank you. I, I, I don't have any other questions either. Again, thank you very thank much. You. Okay, and Adrian? No questions. And Chuck? Yes. Uh, the uh, Dodia website uh, talking about telework. How will the furlough affect your employees that are engaged in uh, telework? Well, they, they're not exempt from the furlough. And in fact, um, we're canceling all alternative work schedules. Um, and so those who telework are part of the workforce. And so they will have to take furlough days as well. 
And, and these are, again, probably our, our above school level employees because we have little teleworking going on at the school level. You're canceling alternative work schedules. Does that mean that all, all your employees are, are now going to be in the office working nine to five or whatever? Uh, telework can still occur because uh, telework is a day of work. These would be the alternative work schedules where you might have four days or you might have every, um, and one day off a week or one day off every other week. Uh, employees can take their furlough, furlough days on those days that had been their alternative work schedule day off, but um, during a furlough you cancel all the alternative work schedules. Thank you. You're welcome. And Amy. Yeah, no, I'm just a point of clarification. Um, earlier you said that uh, we can't, shouldn't expect to see those dates posted until next week, but then um, just a few minutes ago you said that um, Fort Campbell hadn't posted theirs yet, which made me kind of think that some places have. So I'm just no, they had not. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry if I wasn't clear. They had not posted. I was not aware that Fort Campbell had posted its furlough days. Okay, yeah. so... So you're saying that um, will Dodia put out a perhaps a press release or something next week when schools start to um, post those furlough days? Or I mean, how will we know that that's occurring as um, as folks press? Um, our plan now is to ensure that every principal posts the information on the local website. Parents' first and intuitive reaction is to go to their school's website. So our direction has been to post it on the website and to certainly put it out in newsletters and any other communication venue that they use to communicate with parents. We will link to that site. So you could go to the DODIA website, click on a school, and you'll be able to see the, the schedule. So yes, both websites will have it, the main DODIA website by hyperlinking to the school's website. I would encourage that for our parents that the primary source of communication be at the school level. So, so, we can um, get done. So, you're saying next week we should visit the Dodeo website for more? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I can't visit sure. the school website for every school in the, you know, uh, sure. <laughs> the school on the planet. Sure. Yes, school on the planet. Yes, as we get those dates, we'll be posting them on our website. Thank you so much, Will. You're welcome. And, Steve, did you have another question? Steve Beardsley? Yeah, hi. Um, just a couple quick ones. Um, just to make sure, this is the, the, the final proposal that we have because we've gone from 22 yeah. to 14 and now 11 slash 5. The, the 5, yeah. this looks like it. Um, the, the the second one is I've been told the principals are 10 and a half month employees. How will they be affected by furloughs? Um, well, we we believe we, the notice that our, our teachers have today, the advance notice of proposed furlough, which indicate up to five days furlough is the, is the latest news. So there is no other notice that we are planning on giving. The secretary's notice of May 14th indicated that we all other employees who were not exempt would be taking a furlough, uh, proposing a furlough of up to 11 days. That has not changed, and that guidance still remains correct. Um, so I would say we all have the latest, and you perhaps have the latest if you're looking at um, the secretary's May 14th letter and any of the proposed notices that we gave our nine-month employees um, earlier this week. Um, the second part of your question 
was, geez, I forgot. I'm so the sorry. Principles. Oh, principles. Oh, okay. So right. sorry. Um, well, they haven't been, they, they have not been excluded um, from a, um, an 11, up to an 11-day furlough. So all other employees will be taking up to an 11-day furlough. And then real quick, one more. Uh, we talked a little bit about the, the possible exemptions and the reply process that employees get once they receive notice of furloughs. Um, you sort of touched on this, but it, my understanding is those reasons for exemptions, they must be personal reasons. Uh, it, you're not going to say certain things such as special education or, um, you know, sort of those kinds of areas would be more more prone for an exemption than others? It must be sort of a, a personal thing, or, or what? It's, well, it's based on an individual employee case. So okay. uh, I can't speak to what those reasons might be that a deciding official may rely upon and decide to uh, mitigate the five days in some way. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly um, the relief would be provided in individual employee cases, not by categories of employees. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sir, I would also, this is Leslie Holrod, I'm sorry to interrupt. I would also submit that you may want to take a look at that transcript from those senior defense officials. Mm -hmm. One of those officials uh, addressed that because that was posed during the press briefing. Mm -hmm. And his, uh, my takeaway from his comments were that um, what will guide those deciding officials' decisions will be how the, the justification Mm -hmm. marries up against the guiding principles of the exemptions by the department, if that makes sense. You know, there are overriding or overarching categories of exemptions. Okay. And so, you know, how does that person um, kind of fit into one of those categories? If they think that they should have been in one of those categories, mm -hmm. they need to kind of make that justification. Ms. Fitzgerald, is that your understanding as well? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. But so I would encourage you to take a look at the senior defense official who said it far more eloquently than I just did. Thank you very much. And on to uh, Linda, did you have any questions at this time? Um, no questions, but uh, Mr. Chair, I'd like to confirm that no sports are being canceled at Fort Campbell or any of the other uh, schools. Um, again, as I said, that there may be some adjustments in the schedules and um, and that would be the, the principal will know how these furlough days should be taken. And again, our principals are trying to avoid the cancellation of any projects or any, um, um, I'm sorry, any sporting events. So the goal will be to minimize the impact. Um, and again, they, all the activities can occur after school. Mr. Selby, this is Elaine. We can go on to the next person. Roger that. And uh, Anna Maria? Yes, hi. Thank you. Um, my last question is, do we have an estimate as to how many um, students will be affected by these five furlough days in September? And if they are elementary, secondary, equally over both, et cetera? Well, all of our 80, approximately 84,000 children will be affected in all grades, pre-kindergarten through grade 12. And um, that's mostly also CONUS, correct? But this, this no, uh, no, 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 the, the children are in the DOD schools and there are 194 schools around the world. 
the majority of our children are in our overseas area. We have about 24,000 children who are in our U.S. schools. And the furloughs apply equally to all of the DODIA schools around the world. That's correct. Thank you. And Nandis. Um, I guess really the only question I would have deals kind of with, because um, Fort Hamilton brought up a couple of times and then from TAOX. If I wanted specific answers on how it may affect our school programs, would it be the principal or the superintendent that I would need to talk to? The principal. Principal, okay. Thank you, and Molly. I don't have any questions at this time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Jen? She's gone. Okay, oh, I'm sorry, and uh, Karen? No more questions right now, thank you very much. You're welcome, Joy? I'm good, thanks so much. And did anybody else have any uh, more questions? I have one additional question. Um, you, uh, you just said ask the individual principals, and um, so it dawned on me, Fort Campbell, for example, has a variety of schools on post. Um, they have high school, they have middle schools. Um, will the furlough days be the same across the post or based on each individual school to uh, mitigate, let, let's say a parent, a working parent has three kids in three different schools with three different sets of furlough days. That's 15 days that they have to worry about something to do with right. their kids. Um, what will they be the same or individual schools? Yes, the, um, our schools are working to have the same furlough days in the community to avoid just exactly what you said. Um, so our advice has been, and our guidance to them has been to be consistent where they can throughout the, throughout the base. Now, there may be an exception or two. There might be something occurring on a special day and they don't want to reschedule it. So I don't want to say that that possibility might, ne might not exist in any one of our schools, but the goal is to try having consistency throughout the community. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anybody else with follow-ups? Yeah, hi, this is Steve again. I had two, two more quick questions. Um, one, uh, did you say that daycare will be available on furlough days on post? Uh, that's correct. The secretary gave an exception to our child development centers, and so they will be open. Okay. When was that? When was that decision made? I may have missed that. On May 14th, the Secretary of Defense issued a letter announcing his decision um, of the need to furlough. And mm -hmm. Leslie, I think you said that's also on the DoD website. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Actually, Mr. Selby, can you do me a favor, please? Yes, At the end of this call, can you email both transcripts from the 14th? The one. Um, and all of the uh, notices that we put out on the 14th, as well as where folks on this call can find the audio file and the transcript of this call, please, sir. Yes, ma'am, I will do that. And, and I think, uh, I was just going to say that when the secretary granted an exception for the child development centers, he did so with the understanding that it would be operating at the minimal level necessary to maintain their accreditation and quality care for children and military families. And then it, you said that the furloughs will begin in no earlier than September. Uh, is that correct? So that means teacher work days in this case would not be uh, furloughable. Well, I, they are. They, they, teachers can be furloughed on their work days, but um, for our nine-month employees, the furloughs will begin no earlier than September. Okay. Uh, and I want to make that clear because for all other DoDEA employees, the furloughs can begin no earlier than than July 8th. The, the reason we have no earlier than um, 
our um, no earlier than um, September for our nine-month employees is because we need to give our, our school-level employees 30 days advance notice, and they must be in a pay status during that period. And as many of you know, uh, we're going to take a break in the summer, and we're not working during that time. And some of our schools are getting out as early as the 28th of May. So that's why um, when we do the calculations, we can tell you that in the nine-month level employees and at the school level, uh, furloughs won't begin before September. Now, and but again, it's any teacher work day or it's any day that um, you know children are in school that could be. It's any payday. Uh, it, it is subject to a furlough. Did you get that, Steve? Yeah, I did. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Anybody else with a follow-up? I've got one more. Go ahead, Chuck. And we're t uh, for your nine-month employees. Uh, all these furlough days have to be completed by October 1st, the start of the new fiscal year, correct? Uh, by September 30th, actually. September 30th. Mm -hmm. So, so basically, the month of September is the only time you have to 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 furlough them. Indeed, for our, for our for our again our nine months school level employees. Okay, thank you. And it's up to five days. Any? Did we have any more follow-ups? Okay. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for joining the call today. Uh, Ms. Fitzgerald, if you have a uh, closing statement, you can go ahead with that now. Sure. I would like to assure your readership from wherever you're reporting that, um, that as we continue to deal with this, these budget uncertainties, you can expect ODEA to stay focused on our mission of educating children. And I've said before, and I've said it in my written correspondence that some of you may have seen, um, but at the end of the day, uh, the DODEA employees are going to look back on this challenging time, and we are going to be able to proudly say that, you know, in the face of this great challenge, um, we, we perform magnificently in all the positions that we have which serve our mission. And you can depend on that kind of spirit, enthusiasm, and dedication to be in the DODEA workforce. And so I want to assure our parents and our students and all of our commands and everyone that we serve, our military members especially too, that we have, um, we have our focus on our mission and we're gonna do the right things by these children each and every day they are with us. As I said before, teaching and learning is our business. We're proud of it and we do it well. And our DODEA teachers are especially equipped to deal with this kind of situation. They are very adept at dealing with disruption to the educational program. They know how to, how to make up time. They deal with this every day. DODEA, we have about a 31% mobility rate on the average, and they're very skillful at this. So we're going to do everything we can to minimize the disruption to our children, and we are going to stay focused on our mission in all of our positions. Everyone, uh, please stay tuned to the DODEA website and local school sites for specifics in each school location as well, as uh, Ms. Fitzgerald has said several times today. Uh, today's program will be available online at dodlive.mil, where you'll be able to access the audio file and a transcript. With the transcript will be uh, at some point tomorrow. The audio file I should have up at some point today. We will... Tweet that out from our Deity Live Twitter, and we'll also put that up on Facebook. And additionally, I'll be sending that link out to uh, each and every one of you that have been on the call. Uh, Ma'am, I just want to thank you again for your time on the call today, and to everybody for your questions, we thank you also.
That concludes. Well, and I'll extend, thank you, and I extend my appreciation to everyone too. We appreciate the service that you provide in getting information out to to our constituency, and we're grateful for that. I actually have a quick question. Um, is there um, going to be updates to any of this, and are you guys going to continue um, hosting these roundtables? They're they're really helpful. Is this? Um, but I I certainly would. Um, you know, like to be included if, if or just to, to request a continuation of this series. Who, who is this? Sorry, it's Molly from Blue Star Family. Oh, oh, yes. Molly, I will email you information and then get back to you about that offline. But, yes, we will continue these. Great. May I just say on behalf of the department that uh, everybody on this line is uh, welcome to any roundtable that I conduct with Mr. Selby. So, Mr. Selby, put all these people on our list, please. Roger that, ma'am. Thank you again, everybody, for your time today. That concludes today's call.